Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dix. This episode features Hannah, Katie and Taylor from the Drunk Women Solving Crime podcast and they're all very funny, as you'd imagine. I think it's a record for the most people on a Desert Island Dix podcast, so we've had to adapt the rules very slightly, but I don't think there's any reason to get bogged down in that. Just enjoy the show. Remember, if you do like the podcast, please like and subscribe or even leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. And now, here are Drunk Women Solving Crime on Desert Island Dicks. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today, from the Drunk Women Solving Crime podcast, Taylor Glenn, Hannah George and Katie Wilkins. Hello. Hey! Thank you all for joining me today. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we have to, we have to take it in turns to talk because like the magic bar from Zoom. I think we'll work it out eventually. We'll muddle through. It's like a talking stick, you know, like you have to pass the stick and the only one with a stick is the one that's allowed to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say absolute pleasure, but I like how absolute just sort of hung in the air. Like it's an absolute <laughs> fucking something. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> One day when this is the only way we communicate, we'll be, it'll be comedians going, hey, remember back then when you didn't know who used to speak first in Zoom meetings? Oh, my God, it will. It will. It'll be, remember the first time you used Zoom? <laughs> how, how awkward was that? Oh, no, this is going to be like the MySpace of communication. We'll be like, Zoom, wow. Jeez. Because yeah. <laughs> it'll have like VR and we'll pretend we're touching each other. Oh, this is real. This is not even funny. It's just real. <laughs> Very real. Well, we'll muddle through somehow, I think. I mean, this is the most uh, guests we've ever had on at once uh, yeah. on Desert Island Dick. So um, we're going to change the format slightly by. Um, I think we, you're all going to choose one dick each first. And then we're going to yeah. sort of decide between us what the others will be. In, no way related to a popular BBC format that we won't mention. <laughs> um, but how did you guys find uh, choose, like whittling down your choices? I found it quite quite difficult. I think because I'm sort of like someone once described me as pathologically positive, so I find it <laughs> difficult to like. Um, he was a miserable cunt, so it's kind of you know it's, one of those, it's like different horses. But like, no, he wasn't. Well, he won't listen to it. He's lovely. But anyway, the point is, I did find it kind of hard, like trying to just think of things that I hated um yeah but I, oh, I got there wow. I got there I did it well you guys know because I'm like I've done mine and I sent them over <laughs> yeah, I did it seconds. so fast it's <laughs> terrible because I'm during the lockdown like I've been practicing gratitude like I'm so shit at it that I have to practice it and it yeah complaining just comes so easily to me so I'm like yep 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 didn't even yep very quick yeah I'm more similar to Taylor I had trouble narrowing it down it was a long old list <laughs> I guess I'm just a great person or something yeah you're so you're pathologically positive Hannah <laughs> it was you that said it oh shit I'm sorry what I said about you <laughs> Can we call you PP now? 
It tends to fall into two camps. Either it's hard because you're a nice person, or it's hard because there's so many people and things that you hate. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. in the latter camp of finding it difficult to whittle things down. So, uh, you know, it's fine. It's all fine. Also, the other thing, I mean, is anyone drunk for tonight's recording? Oh, I'm very much working. Look at that. Look at that. My, my drink is so drunk, it carried its coaster with it. That makes me look great. I'm, I'm on the beer, having a beer. Good. I'm not okay. hammered or anything. I have a mug. It, who knows what's in it? Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, let's just dive right in. Um, who wants to pick your first uh, dick for the island? No one. Wow, no one. No one wants to go first. <laughs> I was afraid of going, absolute. <laughs> I mean, I've got... Do you want my long list or my short list? <laughs> well, I thought we'd, we'd do... Um, for the people, we could pick, you could choose one each. Yes. Okay. I will go. I'm happy to go. Sure. Okay. Taylor. Right. Um, this came very quickly and with very little guilt. Uh, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. And look, it might not be for the same reasons that somebody else would pick. Have you ever had somebody pick her? I haven't listened to all the episodes. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm always meaning to start a spreadsheet of everyone <laughs> yeah. who's ever the been stats. picked. But I did. I started and I got about five episodes in and realised it was going to take a long time and yeah. I might need to hire someone to do it for me. But... That would good, be good PR, though, the most hated person. It's definitely Piers Morgan. Oh, OK. Easily. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will start with the first line of her IMDb page, which says, a tall, wafer-thin, delicate beauty. Um, That's not a person. That's like a fucking brandy snap, you know? (laughs) I don't want... And that's not her fault. According to this, she didn't write that, but I don't know. Mm. Sounds like she signed it off, at least. Yeah, she could get it taken down if she wanted, right? This is complicated. Like, you don't want to just eviscerate somebody because I actually loved her as an actress. Um, like there's a lot of films she's been in that I really like. So it's not like I have a personal vendetta against her and her career. It's that to be on an Island with her in her current form, I think would just be the greatest nightmare because she, I mean, I, Oh, I can just hear her voice. She'd be like, Right. I know all of the plants we need to pick. You're going to put them in various orifices and we're going to be fine. Like she would be she would be more positive than you, Hannah George. She would just be so. (laughs) And you know how much like stuff I put in my vagina. So my God. Exactly. (laughs) You know what? I'm not even that. What's funny is different things happen with Goop. Obviously, she runs this huge empire which describes itself as cutting edge well-being, which I guess is the word for pseudoscience. Um, so that kind of annoys me because I feel like she actually gives dangerous advice and yeah. to people that have a lot of money. So it's kind of like, okay, a fool is parted <laughs> with their money, but she charges so much money for these really dubious yeah. treatments. And there's something about the smugness of it. It's like I have cracked how to live Mm. and I don't like anybody that's that sure of life I just Mm. I just don't trust that no um also if they're like a millionaire as well it's like I you know I I like have a hundred million pounds and I'm actually very happy yeah (laughs) you fucking are yeah the secret is you need a hundred million pounds yeah help make me wealthier and my skin will look even better tomorrow (laughs) because I'm gonna be sleeping pretty well sucking your blood yeah 
I, yeah, I just feel like on an, in an, in the island setting, she'd be glowing. She'd be in better shape. Like, cause I know I'd give mm. in. I'd be like, fine, Gwyneth, let's run up the mountain. Cause I'm on a mountainous island in this yeah, scenario. This could, this could be a mountain, right? mm. Yeah. Mm. And that's where you have to acknowledge, like anytime you're angry at somebody, you have to go, well, what is it in me? And I think it's cause I fall short of everything that she's able to stand for and do, you know, she, oh, she's just, man. But I think I think with her, it's a sort of almost an aggressive positivity yes. in that, like, she, you know, she, every time you were feeling anxious or, like, worried on the island, she gave you one of her mantras to chant to help you. And she'd sort of lay a, a gentle hand on your shoulder and be like, when I feel like this, I just recite my mantra. I think that's how she'd say it. She'd say mantra. And, and it would be kind of... And that would be sort of because of your shortcomings, yeah. you know, you're stressed because of you being a worse person than she is, you know, it's competitive. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't yes. care what she says. She'd say, are you feeling depressed about being here? Let me just ask you a question. Did you eat meat before we ended up here? <laughs> well, mm. you know what, though? Part mm. of me would actually quite like to see her demise on a desert island be like, there's nothing organic now, Gwyneth. What are you going to do? You're going to have to eat some of that rat that we just killed. But isn't that completely <laughs> organic? Maybe everything's yeah, organic. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And would she yeah. eat the rat? If I killed the rat and I roasted it, I marinated it, let's say I know how to cook a good rat. I'm not saying <laughs> I do or I don't. Is she going to eat it? Or is she going to be like, no, I don't touch rats. Did you see that episode of like the, oh, I think it was called The Island or something with Bear Grylls. And there was this guy on it. It was the celebrity one. And there was like a wild boar or something. And the wild boar... They were going to catch it and eat it because that was the kind of idea it was to survive. But yeah. he was a vegetarian. He thought no one out, no one should be doing that because it's cruel. Um, but they caught it and then they decided they weren't going to eat it, despite the fact they were all starving because he didn't want it. He didn't want to do it. And then so they sort of like so he sort of tied him up and sort of like tied him to a pole and they were going to sort of keep him as a pet. And the next day the boar had like strangled itself with the rope. And it was one of those things. And it's not funny because it's cruel to animals, oh, which I do not no. like. like oh, but God. it was one of the I mean, the irony. But the, also that sort of that like. Oh, let's not kill it because I'm a vegetarian, so I want to keep it as a pet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's what you don't just let it run wild and be free. Yeah. So, like, you're not going to eat it, but it's not free anymore. And then, because of your stupid knot tying, yeah. now you've I mean, you've snared it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I only saw it via Gogglebox, but all I know is that it was like. Oh, I mean, it shouldn't be funny. It sounds but it horrific. <laughs> the reality show compromise. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, Gwyneth is mine. Okay, strong contender. Mm. I think also she'd sort of, there'd be lots of kind of, I don't know, like, well, my Ayurvedic uh, yogi used to tell me this. There'd be a lot of kind of anecdotal yeah. stuff, I think, so you'd many have to anecdotes. wade through. Yeah, there'd be one-upmanship mm. all the time. Yeah. Mm. Bad to eat as well if you had to kill her and eat her. Probably not much meat on those bones. Quite tough and sinewy, I imagine. <laughs> no, like I said, wafer thin and delicate. Mm. <laughs> Not what I look for with cannibalism. Um, <laughs> also, I'm going to put this out here. I want to have sex with whoever I'm on an island with. And I just, there's just no attraction there. She's just not, hmm. she's not, I'm going to really struggle with that. Unless we <laughs> ferment a liquid and I get really drunk. But even then, like, is she going to be all judgy? Because one quote, this is what pushed me over the edge with her. It wasn't even goop. That I read an article about her and she said, you know, I'm not perfect. Every once in a while at a party, I'll have a cigarette. 
And I was just like, fuck you and your family. <laughs> I was so upset about that. Like, that's your big, oh, you know, because you know what you're saying when you answer a question like that. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of one step from Ooh. Theresa May's I'm naughty because I ran through a wheat field sort of yeah. thing, isn't it? Exactly. That is a field of wheat yeah. vice. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> That's why I've killed a man with my bare hands in case that question comes up. Because I just think <laughs> it makes me dangerous. Hannah's got a good answer to that yeah. question. Right. Well, at least you didn't tie him up and keep him as a pet. I mean, you know, at least you had the courage <laughs> of your conviction. <laughs> with his despair. <laughs> okay, so Gwyneth Paltrow is on the island. Anything else before we move on? On Gwyneth Paltrow, I mean. No, because this has just been horribly... I used to be a therapist, so there's a part of me going, like, you know this is all about you, and you hate yourself. Like, I know what's behind this. It's very confronting, and I sound very bitter, but it felt good all the same. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, well, we'll let you off the hook then, but Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> is uh, joining you there. And uh, who who is going next? Do you want to go next, Hannah, or me? Um, you go, Katie. Okay. Here's who I'm not doing. The UKIP lady in my village. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. Um, I'm not doing my children. And that is partly because I want them to have long, happy lives away from the island where everything's terrible. But also because I can't think of anything worse. You're already stuck on an island and then you have to keep two tiny things alive that keep running into the sea. No, thank you. So anyway, I can only pick one. So the person that I've picked... um, is Louis Theroux. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Um, and I should say, he hasn't... It's not a, It's not the best reason to pick him, but it, it kind of is. I've got a mild story about him. Okay. Um, and I met him once, and basically his crime is that he interrupted me three times. <laughs> So it's not, it's not like that. It's not like that bad. He's not done anything that wrong. Katie, um, if I can just cut across you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He didn't even say that. He didn't even say that. What it was was I went to this party and he was talking to my husband and I was there. So he was kind of talking to both of us. And in the space of this maybe 15 minute, 20 minute conversation, there, there was a natural lull in the conversation three separate times. And I went to... It's like, well, they've been talking a lot. I haven't got to say anything. Oh, I've got a really interesting counterpoint to that thing one of them just said. I know. I'll chip in with it. Guys love it when women talk, right? (laughs) And then, um, so I would, there'd be the lull. I'd go to Phil. I'd go, oh, yeah, actually, that's like, and he would just talk across me, like, just cut over me. It was like I was invisible. It was like I was in a writer's room. (laughs) um, But it wasn't a writer's room. It was a party. I was allowed to be there and talk and everything. And so three separate times he just I talked across me and um, I actually felt quite sad. And then um, I also I should say for balance, um, my uh, my when I brought this to my husband's attention on the way home um, that I was displeased with with it, um, he said that um, in Louis Theroux's defence, I talk really quietly. <laughs> God. So it could all be a terrible misunderstanding and he didn't hear me or know that I was talking. But um, it felt like he thought I wasn't worth shit and he didn't want to listen to me. Uh. So are you just picturing a lifetime of trying to say anything on the island, but you know, it's just, uh, eh, uh, oh. is that the, yeah, it'd be is that like, the nightmare? Hey, I know how to build a canoe. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> One of my worst... I mean, I'm terrible for talking over people, so I'm just terrified right now. 
<laughs> I'm so bad. That and the combination of a Zoom chat where no one knows who to speak next. I'm like, I'm so on edge. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, my cat is now um, really being a, a right Louis Theroux um, <laughs> in the background. I think I Louis Theroux, sorry. I mean, he's... he's wow. <laughs> I, can, I can get... Shall I go and stop my cat meowing? No, I think mean, he just fine. wants to know where I am. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> this is great. Also, That's I was there. I was cat. there in this conversation. Katie always forgets, so I might not bring it up. But I was there in the conversation with Louis Theroux and Rich, yeah. You were? I was there. I was at a party and I was in the conversation. She, she's but... told this story before and you never... You're no, never I did. There. I say it every time, but she always forgets I was there, so I'm not going to say This anything. is great. I love that she, <laughs> she's gone and you've provided... <laughs> new information i will say this now i'm not gonna say a bad word about him i will not partake because his kid goes to the same school as mine and i don't want drop-offs to be awkward so he's great i love love his work i I shouldn't have picked such a beloved person um hannah are we allowed to just share what you just shared with us oh yeah katie i I was saying that i was at that party i was in that conversation did you remember what? <laughs> I'm sure we talked about it before, and I was there because I was I was staying at your house, and it was Peter Serafinowicz's book launch, wasn't oh it? Oh my god! Yeah, so I was there, and like you weren't talking like quietly, like you were just talking in your lady voice, which is a voice. Ooh, we have a witness then. <laughs> oh my god! So he properly interrupted me. Well, I think it was just one of those. I remember what it was. We were all talking about Jimmy Savile, and I think people were just getting so like it was. That's what the conversation was about because I remember it, and everyone was getting quite passionate about their opinions on Jimmy Savile because it had just all taken off. But I totally agree that I noticed as well a few times. But it was everyone in that conversation was okay. cutting over you. But um, so that's me just basically shitting on Rich as well. I didn't mean that. But, but anyway, probably won't use this. But no, no, it was. That... Um, but yeah, no, I did notice in that conversation that yeah that you were talked over quite a lot interesting okay so i was just like the lowest ranked one to talk about jimmy savile (laughs) (laughs) and hannah so you're in in conversational hierarchy then you were even one notch down below katie there i can't remember saying well i have no opinions on jimmy savile i think he's great I think as as someone on the island as well louis theroux uh, just because of his very nature like you know, he has that very gentle probing uh, that he does. And I just feel like by the end, you just accidentally share so much with him as well. He'd be quite a dangerous person on the island because you'd be constantly kind of, yeah. oh, shit, why did I tell him all of that about my part? Oh, fuck, he just kept looking keenly interested. And, yeah. And, I mean, obviously not in you, Katie, but... No. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think he could be quite a, a quite a tricky. Like he'd probably be the one that everyone told everything to, and then he'd sort of bec- become all powerful. Yeah, the little puppet master, mm. like shit with their with their head people on the island. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and if you did get annoyed with him, obviously everyone goes Louis Theroux. Everyone loves Louis Theroux. What are you talking about? Yeah. You can't get Louis Theroux. Exactly, he's beloved. He's not a smug <laughs> puppet master. <laughs> there is that vibe about him, though. Anyone who's sort of seems that universally liked you do sort of wonder like what you know if he scratched the surface you know what what is below that yeah is he a complete psychopath no he doesn't give it away he doesn't give anything away Mm -hmm. he doesn't he just he just won't talk to you (laughs) 
<laughs> and you'd all be around the campfire. He's just one step back, just sort of looking on. Yeah, a bit. yeah. with his wry eye, observing the campfire. <laughs> That's the thing. If he did listen to you and he used his techniques, it would it would be a terrible scenario for that. Because even if he listened to you, like, can you make a canoe? You know, like he he do the little wry yeah, and you smile. start to doubt yourself. Really. Where like, did you learn this? <laughs> honestly, like after that, I just thought, oh, I, I just won't, I won't try and join in. Like I'm not wanted. Oh it did affect me like a little bit. Really? Well, yeah, just because it's like, there's no point. It's like, and obviously it sounds ridiculous. It's like, guys, superstar Louis Theroux wasn't interested in anything I had to say, even though he never met me before. And why would he ever want to hear me talk? Like, how if you've he? been affected by the presenter of this program. Yeah, but I just like, I was just like, oh, okay. I won't, but I'll, I'll just, I'll just talk to my friends. I won't try and talk to anyone else. <laughs> Well, he's never been on this podcast, and you have, so our listeners are interested yeah, in what you've got right. to say. And I can't say they wouldn't be interested in hearing what Louis Theroux had to say, but he's not replying to any emails we've sent. So, you know, for now, you have the upper hand. Yes. Okay, so Louis Theroux goes on the island. And uh, Hannah, what about your choice? Do you know what? After all the kind of um, real people we've had now, I like literally, I wrote down um, people that call holidays holly bobs. <laughs> <laughs> I found it really difficult to find a person because um, I don't know I think I'd rather have company on the island than no one at all which I, I think maybe mm. people are finding in this situation we find ourselves in now like I kind of think I'd much rather just have someone there um, but not if they call a holiday hollybobs yeah They'd be sitting around the campfire going, wow, it's a bit like a hollybobs. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times they'd have the opportunity to say hollybobs. Yeah. Um, but also, at the same time, I'm kind of like, they're just trying to enjoy their holiday, Hannah, leave them alone. So, <laughs> but, like, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Is that, I have, I've heard it a few times, but not a lot. Is it a, is it a posh expression or is it just an annoying expression? Like, who's more, who's most likely to say hollybobs? Profile it. I'd say it's very much in the sort of live, laugh, love, you know, gin o'clock sort of school yes. of thoughts. Yes, nice okay. description. You know? Yeah. It's, it's not really, I don't think it's class-based. It's more, it's more sort of subtype. It's a lifestyle choice. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. A lifestyle it's a choice. laugh. Gotcha. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, I'd always sort of group it in with like maybe saying Glasto and Crimbo as well. And I don't hubby know instead of husband. Yes, that's mm. the other one. That's the other one. Because I was thinking that because, you know, I'm engaged at the, at the moment. I mean, like, as in we'll get, then get married. Um, but, you know, I was thinking, and no, I won't be calling him hubby. I'll call him Mr. Williams and that'll be it. I will not. I will be very formal. Yeah, very formal. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of, um, yeah, definitely hubby or hubbage. Hubbage. Oh, I've um, never heard yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, no, right. hubbage is like, awful. Yeah, it's like cabbage. Yeah. Like wow. very much like cabbage. <laughs> Learn some mm. new words. Yeah. I, it's I mean, we all get excited by holidays, maybe less once you've had children. But I mean <laughs> Oh. Just holly bobs. I mean, you're still a grown. You can you can like a holiday and be excited without going into sort of child speak. <laughs> yes. You know, I just. Yes, it's in, it's infantilizing. Hmm. And you just if someone says that, you kind of think, what are you going to be like on this fucking holiday? <laughs> you know, it's is, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, because holidays are good things anyway. So you don't need to sort of sex up that word. You don't need to make it any more fun than it is. Yeah. Because it's a, it's yeah. a holiday. That's great. You don't have to make it more charming. 
Yeah. It's true. I feel like the more you say it, the worse your holidays are, too. Like, there's got to be a correlation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you're already an awful person, so, I mean, it's probably going to be a bad holiday. <laughs> I mean, unless you like saying holly bobs, in which case, you know, it's probably the holiday for you. But, I mean, if, like us, you detest it. Yeah, do you know what? More power to you. I feel... Um, yeah, I feel like if that's your thing, that's fine. Because like, I went on holiday with my friend and she called it Holly Bobs. And she's adorable. So I was just like, no, you can say it. So, you know, maybe I've not got a hard oh, so and fast So you have rule. exceptions. Yeah, maybe someone I didn't like said it once and I'm like, oh, fuck those people. Mm. No, I think fuck those people. I don't think you should let them get off the hook <laughs> with this. I think it sounds more like the sort of pet name that someone would call their child if their child was called Holly. They're like, come on, Holly Bobs into the Volvo. <laughs> you know, it's that sort of right. thing rather than actually a holiday. You know, then I think it would be acceptable if it was just a guy in green wellies saying yes. that. You know? Also, it turns out I just hate someone's child rather than... <laughs> I hate Holly Bobs. Mm. She's an idiot. She's heard one time and like... Poor Polly. <laughs> it only takes that one person, though. Isn't that interesting? I feel the same way about people called Chad. And there's only been one bad Chad. Maybe a couple. A couple bad Chads. There's a lot of Chads in the US. That's yeah. why I moved here. <laughs> a lot of Chads, there's no a lot Chads. of Michaels. A lot of Michaels. Yeah. More than here. Okay, I'm basing this on this one class I did at uni. And everyone in the class was American men, apart from me. I think it was, it was some politics class, but I can't remember what it, what it was. And so they were like 12 American men. And I swear <laughs> going to make God, such an off-colour joke, and I'm glad that like, I did not. There were 12 American men, and 10 of them were called Michael. Whoa. Wow. Seriously. Whoa. One of them was called Dwayne, and one of them was called some... It was another name beginning with D, though. And I'm not joking. That's hilarious. You were with the Michaels. Yeah. Well, that's good. Michaels. Yeah, there's loads. There's Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. Oh, well, there you go. All, they're all called Michael. <laughs> you know? Case in point. All the Mike. Holly Bob. <laughs> you know, if that could take off in the US, that's one of those things that'd be like, this is great, guys. Holly Bob's. Like, that will t- that'll be, that'll spread yeah, like wildfire. And also, if Americans do it, it feels like it might be something Mary Poppins would say. And like, it would be, le- it'd be like, oh, Americans think British people talk like this. And it would kind of be less annoying than a British person. Yeah, doing oh, it. God. Imagining now Mary Poppins saying it, I'm all for it. Like, I'd go on Holly Bob's <laughs> and Mary Poppins immediately, mostly because she'd like tidy up after me, which would be amazing. But. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, yeah there is, there's, there's a grey area with it, I think. I don't know. I think maybe Mary Poppins, she wouldn't stand for that kind of nonsense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think she'd be sort of, you know, there's that sort of slightly other side of her that, you know. Yeah, she, she had a strict yeah, side. True. You know? But Americans discovering the word holly bobs, it just feels like it's all over for us ever having any respect ever again. And it's sort of, I mean, we're probably past that point anyway, but it's like, you know, when you kind of think the Bake Off's really popular there and you think, oh no, that's what you think we're like now. Oh God. And someone on, someone on Bake Off has said holly bobs. So it's probably already started. It's already the holly bobs pandemic is live. Let's start the hashtag American holly bobs. (laughs) There's no PPE for this. <laughs> Is that your new like go- go-to <laughs> catchphrase? I love that. Oh man, I love that they love Bake Off though. See, I could go on a huge tangent. I shouldn't. We have lots to cover. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we have we have our dicks on the island, and mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favorite food and drink in the world. What are they, and why are they so bad? And for this, we're gonna. 
we're going to tr see how this works. Might not work <laughs> at all. Uh, we're going to sort of hear each of your choices, and then we're going to see if we can, as a group, pick the the worst one. If that if that works, okay. Uh, Taylor, should we start with you again? Sure. So, food and drink. Um, let's let's should we go for all the foods first, and then we let's can come do back all the, the foods because yeah. I had a side dish. I wasn't sure if that was allowed. <laughs> um, very into oh, and... my food, so this came quickly as well. So mine is a really bland, like badly made cottage pie, mm -hmm. uh, with a side of cold pasta salad that has a sweet dressing on it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that is good. That is a good, terrible yeah. dish. Talk us through, I mean, it's obvious why that's a bad dish, but just talk us through your thinking. There's no pleasure. A anything with layers should be the most pleasurable food. I love layers. I, the more layers, the better, but they should have layers. Yeah, you're quadrupling the flavor sensations in Absolutely. Theory. Think of a beautiful lasagna. Think of a beautiful cake. Layers. Mm. The idea of three... Is it three layers? It's just two layers. It's two pitiful two layers. layers. Yeah. Unless you have a layer of cheese, which I like to, which makes it better. Mm. <laughs> Don't upgrade it, though, because then I start going, yeah, not so bad. Yeah, no cheese. There's yeah, no I'll, I'll cheese. cheese. It's like under-seasoned mash that's like spackle. You know, it's like you could yeah. fill your walls with this. It's under-seasoned altogether, and it's like lukewarm. There's big chunks of undercooked carrot in it, so it just has that sense of like it's potato covering thick you know and it just feels like the, the parts of meat that got steamed off the carcass absolutely <laughs> this horrible gray gristle it is depression in an 8 by 12 pyrex dish mm. I'm changing my I'm changing my answer to Taylor's <laughs> I was just going to say like chewy meat from school dinners but this is like a bad school yours dinners, can be incorporated so like, into yeah. such Taylor's. crossover yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, father-in-law is Chinese, and for him, the like, it's, it's one of the worst things he could eat from Western cuisine is a shepherd's pie or a cottage wow. pie. He just he doesn't get it at all. For him, he's like, because you know they're used to sort of eating multiple dishes on one table, yeah. you know, loads of different things, and he's like, you've put it all in one <laughs> thing, and there's no, you know, and they're really big on different textures, which can yeah. be a sort of pro or a con, mm. frankly. But you know, he's like, there's it's one texture, one dish. What the fuck are you people playing at? Like, and it, and it seems like such an innocuous thing to be angry about. I love he hates him. it. I love him. It's so spot yeah. on. He's so spot on. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean about textures, though. Like, sometimes if I have a meal that's entirely mush, I'll have a packet of crisps with it. Like, that's just... That's not different textures in your food, is it? That's just being a greedy bitch. Mm. But, it's you know, with a cottage pie, yeah, you need to either have that layer of cheese on top that's so crispy you break through it. And cottage pie, mm. I'm making sure I'm get, getting this right, because I would prefer a shepherd's pie, because that's lamb, and that's at least more, like, flavoursome, right? Mm. Yeah. But this is like yeah, yeah. lamb is more this flavorsome. This is just than beef. that beef. Mm. Yeah, and putting a sort of a, a, a pasta salad on the side as well. It's like when you get sort of yeah a lasagna and chips or that sort of thing. It's that carb and carb with a sweet dressing as well. I mean, you're just nailing Ooh. it. Yeah, it's a big. It's not as big here unless you get it like individual. Like Tesco will sell it with a sad little plastic fork, and that makes it even yeah. worse. But it's a huge thing at like mm. American picnics. It's like the pasta salad. Who brought the pasta salad? And it's just always <laughs> like, a, is it a dessert? What what is happening? It's slimy. I think yeah. every time someone says pasta salad, someone turns in a grave in Italy, don't they? It's like <laughs> thing, things that aren't meant to happen. Yes. 
Okay. Well, you've made a very strong case for it. You've already convinced Katie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hannah, it's all on you. Take the floor. Do you know what? Olives, that's, uh, that's what I'm bringing to this table. Oh, I can't vote for that, Hannah. Oh, guys. Oh, sh- shit. First hurdle. Um, they hit me out. They're like, they're disgusting bitter grapes, aren't they, really? They're just <laughs> awful. And they're always sort of like, they're always hiding in something. Like, I'll have a pizza, I'll bite into it and I'll be like, what's that disgusting taste? It's an olive. Um, I, and the, yeah. I love that it's the mischievous nature of them that you do. <laughs> it's the confidence. I don't like it. Um, they're like the incels like, of the snack world. They're the incel yeah. grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also like so my grandmother is called well was called Olive and I think Olive is such a beautiful name and if I had a child I like the name Olive but I fucking hate Olives and that puts me in a position of can I name a child after something I hate my grandma what if you call the child Olivia um yeah I'm not sure I like it I think Olive's nicer but Olives are disgusting I mean, I like them now, but it took me until the age of, I think, 35 before I liked them. And that was like every time they were around, I'd try them kind of thing. Because I like everything in that world, everything <laughs> yeah. in the deli counter. I'm very middle class. I'm all over the artichokes and the antipasti. That's, you know, I love it. But And every time I go, God, just maybe this time. And then slowly, and now I really like them, but I just... I, how can you trust something if it took you that long to come around? I mean, that's yes. like that's that's not sort of an acquired taste. That's just being battered into submission, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> well, supposedly you only have to try something ten times for your taste buds on your tongue to get used to it. No, I definitely tried it more than that. Is that what Rich well. told you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 the other thing is that now because uh, my son uh, he's three and he bloody loves olives and I've Don't two be. ways it's really annoying because one is like it just seems like this awfully precocious middle class thing you know because he's a three year old going dad dad I want the olives like more than chocolate and I mean you know if you're in the Mediterranean that's probably completely normal but you know here it's, it just seem, it just makes me look like a prick and, I'm only nodding because I can relate not because I'm like yes it does <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 the other thing is now that i do like olives i can't eat them all because i've got to save some for him so i don't even get to enjoy them now that i like them oh. and now he bloody loves capers as well there's new things like daddy daddy wow. have you got capers it's very problematic do you get him like a huge so. olive at easter <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a little olive hunt. <laughs> yes, they're in the fridge because of course they are. I can relate so much on the like the middle class embarrassment of what your kids like. And it's it's mm. it's no surprise because it's like you know you're letting them try all these kinds of food, but one time on the overground I asked my kid who was four at the time what do you want for dinner and as soon as the words came out of my mouth I was like fuck and she said she just looked up at me and went sea bass and samphire <laughs> and I was like I wanted to punch my Man. face I was like next time say dairy lee sandwiches don't ever say that in public <laughs> <laughs> But again, I think the setting has so much to do with it. You know, like in France, you know, they're all eating pastries for breakfast. But the second your your kid goes, Daddy, I want a pan au chocolat. You're like, oh. you know, it's just, it's, it, uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's he's an anti-pasty junkie. What can I say? That's so cute, though. 
It sort of is, but as I say, that it means he eats all the good stuff as well, and I have to save yeah. it. I can't eat all the nice things, so I have to buy like not the expensive olives. And then when I do want olives, I haven't got good yeah. ones because he goes through them too quickly. It's just He's on the vicious me You got nothing left. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to win this one. No, <laughs> I've said I hate olives, and everyone's going, "Oh my god, do you know who loves olives? It's everyone. <laughs> it's four." I will old. say, of all things, I totally understand it and i've i've liked them since i was really little but they are very strong like they're very distinct so i totally get mm. why you wouldn't i respect you hannah george <laughs> <laughs> okay well it looks like the cottage pie and pasta yeah. salad has taken it on Sorry, this round hannah. unfortunately but Hannah, why don't you lead with the drink what's your drink choice i don't think i'm gonna win on this one either because <laughs> i hate coffee huh. okay yeah, so I've never drunk a full cup of coffee in my life. I've really? tried several times. I've tried it. Maybe I'll hit 35 and I'll be the coffee gal. But right now, I can't be doing it. Again, it's just bitter. Maybe I just don't like bitter tastes. Yeah. Those are both um, very bitter. Do you like artichokes? Yeah. Now I'm going to analyse your no. palate. That's not what this no, show is. I'm... <laughs> Not a not a not an artichoke gal. Okay, either. it's bitter. It's bitterness. Okay, because yeah, you're so positive. So. Yeah. Oh my god, this is amazing. We love each other. Whereas I um, can fucking house all those things I just listed. Oh my god, imagine if that person. was the reason that some people like olives. <laughs> like we've just got real darkness in us, and that's why we can handle olives. But Hannah's just too pure and childlike, and she can't handle them. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense why I like them more as I get older and more bitter. But I mean, I mean, it's a bad outlook for my three-year-old son, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's damning. <laughs> but there is something quite like, and um, that's the other thing about coffee. I think is that there's something quite cool about. Oh, do you want to come in for a coffee? That kind of sexy kind of coffee, sexy mm. thing. Whereas, yeah. like a cup of tea, that's not a kind of sexy thing. Um, but also, I drink probably nine to ten cups of tea a day, and if I was into coffee. I'd probably do that with coffee and I would be so, like more annoying. <laughs> so I'm pleased that I don't like coffee. Okay. I find my issue with coffee is it's a bit like a cocktail in that, you know, you, there's, a, there's a sort of anticipation about it and you're paying a little bit extra than you would for another drink. So you want it to be perfect every time. And when it's not, you've got quite a strong crap thing to get through that isn't the thing you wanted. You know, it's like if you're really hungover and you want a Bloody Mary and they fuck it up and you've just got this crap warm tomato drink when you know yeah. what it could be. <laughs> and there's loads of times that I like when I, I've sort of just sacked off coffee now because I had too many annoying experiences where I paid £3.70 and it wasn't that good. Yeah. But I, Especially when you're like, when they lead you down the garden path and you're like, right, he's got a massive beard. There's a fucking bicycle on the wall of this place. This has got to be good. And then it's still <laughs> shit. And you're like, this is so annoying. Like, I wish yeah. I did have a drink now, like a proper drink now. Because, you know, at least it's, even if it's shit, it's still booze. Yeah. <laughs> I trusted funny. your bike on the wall, damn it. <laughs> Hannah, I love the taste of coffee, but I did give it up about two years ago. So this could be this could be a good one because it really makes me feel ill and sends me loopy. So this could be I don't want to be that way around Gwyneth. <laughs> I, I do I need remember to be a couple paranoid. of days ago we had uh, my phone kept vibrating and then I looked at it and the last text I saw was from you saying I've had a coffee and so like do you remember you just went batshit because you'd had too much caffeine I'm and really sensitive yeah <laughs> I'm really sensitive so yeah 
that's a good i'm it's strangely good but oh coffee ice cream mm. oh yeah well i think you'd like be allowed to have that <laughs> that that i mean that's that's not the drink so i think you'd be allowed to have it as okay, a flavor yeah, i think that's fine um katie you didn't really get in on the food around there so what's what's going to be your drink well my drink would probably be i mean we don't have much use for coffee i would say on a desert island um but my drink that I never want to drink again is, and wouldn't be useful on a desert island as well, is a little cocktail that I made myself uh, when I was 15, where I poured vodka into a can of cider that I was drinking <laughs> and then necked it in a oh. car park outside a pub. Not a street corner, I'm classy. At least you're near a pub. Uh, when I was 15, I should say. <laughs> Um, and then I was sick in my dad's car later on that night. Oh, no. Um, and I still haven't drunk cider since then. And also, when I was drinking cider when I was 15, because um, I'd had other drinks leading up to this, um, like, it was really, like, the shit cheap drink. It was before cider had its renaissance. So you could go to this corner shop that thought I was older than I was because I was tall and buy four cans of White Lightning or whatever the hell it was for, like, a pound a tin. And you could get wrecked on four pounds and it was really cheap and everyone looked down on you, but it was great. But like then I went to uni and suddenly everyone's like, oh, pear cider. Oh, we, everyone likes this now. And it was like this mm -hmm. great drink that was really fashionable and it was what everyone wanted. And it like really brought everyone together because like people that drank Bacardi would drink cider all of a sudden. Um, and I would you gather them around like a war vet and like I need to tell you about the night of Russian lightning and you'll never touch yeah. it again. You don't know you weren't there. Um, uh, but no, yeah. So like I literally couldn't get in on this. I was like, you people are insane. Cider is the devil's drink. And I still haven't really drunk. So I like I've had, I think I tried mulled cider once at some Christmas thing. And I was like, why isn't this mulled wine? What are you even doing? <laughs> um, so and like mulled wine is not a great drink, but I still looked down on it. And so is it spoiled vodka and cider? I mean, it's spoiled cider, but what about the vodka? Well, it certainly put me off drinking neat vodka. Mm. Um Which was another thing that I sometimes did around that time. But only like, we just didn't have mixers. Um, so you used the Cornish mixer? <laughs> <it's>, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I could, I, I probably, I could, I probably could drink vodka. I don't like, if I was going to have a martini, I would have a gin martini, not a vodka martini. Um, so I'm still slightly anti-vodka, but I would drink, I mean, come on. <laughs> You're only human. Look at our podcast name. <laughs> um but I... Isn't that a funny thing about underage drinking that we struggled with the mixers so much? <laughs> like, we always had a huge, like, liter of something, but we're like, no, no, no. Like, why couldn't we find any decent? No, like, yeah. let's put some red wine in there. That's like juice. <laughs> I think that's what I like about this choice is something so sort of charmingly naive about the <laughs> vodka and cider drink. Um. I mean, it just, it's like, we've all been there, halcyon days. You know, when you just didn't, and you just thought that's what booze was like. It was never going to taste that nice. So you didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, I remember getting going to a party and someone said, "Oh, my parents never checked my drinks cabinet. What would, would you like some booze?" And I went, "Oh yeah, gin," because I thought that you know I've heard people drink that. And now I got it. And I was like, "This is fucking aftershave. Is this a practical joke?" And stuffing like chewits and skittles in there to try and, and they just dissolved wow. in seconds and didn't make any difference. So like, and you know when you grow up and you go, 
okay. Do you know what I'd like to open? And this is going to sound bad, but an off license for teenagers. Just be like, do you know what, guys? Let me tell you how to... I know that you've only got a little bit of budget there. You've got your pocket money. But we can make you something nice here and we can make you... Like our um, head of year, Miss Pratt, when we are in sick form, she was great because the only thing she said to us before we went away for the weekend, she'd always say, don't mix your drinks. And that is the thing that's just stayed with, I think, wow. all of us. And, like, and we, we were all ill from drinking, but we were never that ill because we, we took that as <laughs> Because of Miss Teacher. Because of Miss Pratt. She'd just be like don't mix your drinks man i hope you i hope you're stood on your desks to thank her (laughs) (laughs) i I hate you that is amazing like i would like to see that film with the advice just don't mix your drinks i mean like aim aim i'm not gonna aim for aim 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 can't stop me drinking let's aim let's aim that high yeah I can sort of imagine, like, you know, those sort of, like, old war posters when, you know, your country needs you, a sort of Miss Pratt says, don't mix your drinks. Yes. Yeah. With a sort of a stern but kindly sort of pointing at you. Yeah. I love her. Mm. That's great. That is great. It's actually, I suppose it's, it's like being treated as a grown-up. Like, she's accepted that you're going to drink. Yeah. And then you're kind of like, okay, she sees that we're grown-ups. We will take her advice. Yes, I think there was a lot, there was a lot of that, actually. Mm. Yeah, and um, vodka and cider. Did, I mean, did it did it have a um, a name? This cocktail, like sort of turbo no, snake bite I mean, or something. We could name it now. Katie's dumbass drink. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, that seems like a good enough name to me. Okay. I think, and you made a very good case for it as well. Uh, I feel we should move on to Taylor now and uh, find out what your drink choice was. Yeah, it's not going to be strong in this round. It's it's mulled wine, which is okay. hugely popular here. So it's it's the Louis Theroux of drinks. <laughs> I know. I bet Louis makes a great mulled wine. I bet he does. I don't have I don't have a leg to stand on. It's just a personal thing. It's it's warm, and I don't want my wine warm. And it sweetens wine, and I hate sweet wine. And I'm I'm funny with spice. I'm a little bit better since I lived here because it's still the height of delight. Do you know what I mean? What like everything's like, like, it's got like... sultanas in it and <laughs> spice. And I'm always like, okay. Like, would you have a fennel tea with like chai? Ooh. Like, no, Mm-mm. you wouldn't like. Mm-mm. I don't like chai. I love, I love curry though. Like if it's savory, I like the more spice, the better. But I've had to learn to like, I think it's clove Ooh. in okay. particular mm. that I really hate. But yeah. I love, I didn't like, I didn't even like cinnamon until uh, I was pregnant with my daughter and I craved it like crazy. Now I love cinnamon. I don't, uh-huh. I've never figured that one out, but um Capers cinnamon, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel that mold wine could be quite a good drink in Hannah's underage off license though, for the for the kids. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know? Yeah. Coming yeah. out of the cold, kids. Have some of this. <laughs> oh yeah. I imagine that's how you'd have to talk. Oh certainly. I'm I'm in Victorian England at the at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd be very Dickens. <laughs> Warm your cockles, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you're serving some pies as well. <laughs> well, you've got to eat as well. That's another good bit of advice. Like, um, have it lining your but stomach. Your teacher, mm. yeah. Yeah, but um, I agree, Taylor. I hate a mulled wine. I won't. I won't be having it. Horrible. 
Oh, you do oh. as well. Oh, okay. I feel like if we mix all of these, which doesn't change Katie's drink that much because it's already a no. terrible mix. <laughs> it's just the idea of mixing the wrong things. And the thing is, it? you know, when Gwyneth starts talking, I will drink the cider and vodka <laughs> and then I might be sick. Yeah, it comes back to Mrs. Pratt. And that would be, you could tell her that's yeah. very cleansing. Yes, it would be the equivalent of setting my genitals on fire or something. <laughs> But I mean, because it's got apples in it, you could call it a, some kind of a juice cleanse. I could actually. <laughs> a juice purge. I could give it a really hoity-toity name and then... Mm. <laughs> Calling cider a juice purge is hilarious. That's really good. I might be using that for my uh, teenage off <laughs> What was the other... We've got mulled wine, we've got my drink. What was Hannah's Coffee. Drink? <gasps> that is the name for oh, that coffee. cocktail, is the purge. It's called the purge. Okay. Okay. So are we just making a mega drink and calling it the purge? <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed all of this so much. I can't, you know, I don't want to so put you up against each other, you know. Coffee, so, uh, mulled wine, vodka and cider, and it's called the purge. Yeah, the purge. It would be the worst drink anyone has ever had. <laughs> sounds horrible. Really well, don't. then, yeah, we can't split it into its constituent parts. It's too powerful, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's okay. put it on the there. purge. The drink is the purge. <laughs> well done. Great. Well, uh, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? And who do we go with? Uh, Taylor. Oh, um... Right. So my least favorite song is Believe by Cher, which I realize is a very popular song. <laughs> <laughs> it um, it fills me with a, a type of dread that I just can't. I don't what? like... Did something happen? Why? No, I it's, it's just, it's my worst kind of music because it's got that sort of like techno beat. It's got, I've got nothing wrong with Cher. She's cool as shit. With the reverb, I don't like the reverb. Like, and believe, it's just very unsettling. And I don't, I don't feel good when it's on. <laughs> and you're supposed to feel like it, the way people love it makes it worse because it's almost like what's wrong with me that i don't like this i feel bad inside so <laughs> yeah it's not for me it's not okay. for me it's weird how that sort of vocal effect has become popular afterwards like you know you hear it in like loads of hip-hop and stuff these days and you're like this is 20 years after Cher used it how yeah that's true did that happen that's very true <laughs> it makes me think of being really sad a little distance from a wedding and just hearing it in the background it's that sort of thing like if you're really upset in a car park somewhere that would be the song you just heard in the distance you know it's a bit muffled you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so maybe yeah something might have happened because as soon as you said that I'm like oh this feels like a depressing British it is wedding <laughs> thing is, it is depressing because it's it's sort of about you know, it should be upbeat. It's about second chances and there's more to live for. But it's actually like, hey, everybody, you get your second choice. <laughs> <laughs> OK, and H Hannah, what would your choice be? My song would be Complicated by Avril Lavigne, just because I related to it so hard when I was a teenager. <laughs> well, just because it's like she goes, life's like this and that's the way it is. And you're like, of course it is, Avril. <laughs> and, then, and then the lyrics are like, chill out, what you yelling for? Like, all of this stuff that's so fucking teenager now I listen to it and I'm like oh god life's not like that and that's not the way it is and so it's just sheer embarrassment that whenever I hear that song I used to I'd just be like oh god I used to like sit in my room going oh my god this like 
this is some deep shit. And now, of course, I'm like, it's not. It's a, it's. Oh, that's such a good one because of the history. That's really good. Just, do you know when you sort of like, you think about something that you used to really relate to or think was amazing. And then you Are you you fucking kidding? I used to listen to Sarah McLachlan. I like shoot my face if anybody plays her now. I think I, I just have a real aversion to any song that sort of just tells you what life is like, though, in general. And it's like it's like Ed Sheeran does it a lot, doesn't he? When it's sort of like people in their 20s wisdom, you know, sort of like explaining how it is. And also they're usually a fucking millionaire as well. So like, yeah. shut up, just shut up. Or like, And also it's one of those things it's like, you know, when you give your friend good advice and then you're in a similar situation and they tell you the advice you gave them, you're like, I don't, that's just the shit you say. It's, it's not real. <laughs> Like, why did you listen to me? I don't know. I didn't know. mean it when I said it to you. Don't so just, just say it back to me. Say. I don't know. <laughs> there's a line, in, I looked it up, and there's a line in it that's about, because it's all sort of, you know, she's talking to a guy who's not himself. Like, he's one person when he's with her, and he's another, you know, he acts up when he's with, with the others and all of this, you know. <laughs> yeah. But there's a line when she's like saying, take off all your preppy clothes, which seems that like his way of acting out is to be quite preppy and square. Yeah. And it's I like, know. why can't you show the world that you're like this sort of like, you might wear a choker sometimes. You could be a skater boy. Right. Yeah. Yes. Within months we had skater boy. And it's like, who, what, what are we talking here? Um, so it's like yeah. a sort of, a, yeah, a preppy guy who kind of hangs out with Avril and like secretly has a skateboard or something. It's quite, it normally <laughs> it's the other shirt. way around, isn't it? It's like the opposite <laughs> rebellion. Hmm. Okay. So that's a good choice as well. And uh, Katie, what do you, what's your pick? Well, I could, I could go with um, the Avril Lavigne choice because my choice, it like, I couldn't, there aren't, I don't hate any one song. I hate lots of songs. And... It's along the Avril Lavigne lines, just in the, like, teenage stuff that gets sold to you in a very patronising, one-size-fits-all way, which I never liked. And all the stuff that I did like as a teenager, I genuinely stand by. Um, Like, well, okay, not all of it. But, like, (laughs) come on, guys, Blur and Oasis, Sleeper, Ash. (laughs) But um, I hated Take That, and I hated... um, I hated the Spice Girls when no one hated the Spice Girls and I hated Britney Spears and I was older for Lavrel Levine, but I, I, it was that, okay, like, when, this won't make any sense for Taylor because she's American, but in the UK we had this kids TV show called um, Whack-A-Day with Timmy Mallet and he was this wacky guy and he wore crazy Bermuda shorts and he had brightly coloured glasses like myself as a child. And when New Kids on the Block came out, and he would do like, he was like, you know, really cheeky and disruptive kind of clown figure that I thought was great, which maybe doesn't stand up now. But when New Kids on the Block came out, he called them New Kids Off Their Block, which obviously is very funny and clever. And so when Take That came out, I was like, well, everyone's going to laugh at this as well because look at these guys prancing around with no clothes on no one's going to take this seriously and then like everyone was just like swapping posters of planning their weddings to Robbie and Mark and I was just like oh I'm not in this I cannot relate to this at all I hate all of this I'm an alien and so I would say that I hate all that kind of manufactured pop 
Mm. Which but is wait, a- did Timmy whack a mallet? Timmy mallet. Like, yeah, from the whack a doodles. Did whack-a-day. he like it? Whack a no. He mocked it. It was my first so introduction to comedy. So he mocked it as well. Satirizing okay. pop music. Right. So you had an ally, but your only ally was on TV. You just weren't surrounded by people that liked alternative music. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Is that is that accurate? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, I'm 10, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 6 to 12, 13, 14 in this time period of going, why is no one laughing at this? See, I, I get what you're saying. I think that, like, when I remember seeing the Spice Girls on Going Live for the first time and even at whatever age you know if I was 12 or 13 or something just thinking fucking hell this is awful we're never going to see these guys again and then going to school and even like even boys were going like Oh yeah, I really like, and I couldn't believe it. And I, yeah. at least with the, at least with the Spice Girls now, people who still like them, it's all just a bit of fun. But then take that now they're considered like Gary Barlow's considered this sort of fucking yeah. national institution now, like this this great songwriter. And I'm not yeah. accepting that. Like, okay, let's all yeah. have a bit of fun. But- <laughs> But come on now. And it's like, you know, you see him interviewed behind a grand piano. Oh, I remember when I came up with this. And just who do you think you are? No, fuck off, tax avoiding scum. (laughs) (laughs) But also, who who have we let him become as well? It's it's the, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. No, completely. Yeah. So I'll I'll go with Avril Lavigne because that can represent... um, my feelings on the, on on that industry, whereas Cher is real music, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taylor's really embarrassed herself here. Like, come on, well, Sonny in and a Cher. way, in a way, Avril Lavigne combines the things that we're talking about because she she was branded as this kind of rebellious. But she was so manufactured. Scene, but it was very manufactured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so she's the and, most and cynical very... product of all, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that's an excellent. Excellent show. Okay. Hooray. <laughs> okay. Avril Lavigne joins you on the island. And, uh, right, we've got to get into films now as well. So what, what's, uh, what film choices have we got? Uh, who wants to go first? Okay. I'm going to say Love Actually. Yes. <laughs> so um, I've showed, showed my, my feelings there, but... <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's another one that's massively popular that I kind of feel sad that I don't like. I'd like to, like fun easy stuff that everyone has a laugh with but I cannot it's I just can't like I would try and watch it and I'll just be like oh, it just irritates me and I ruin it for other people and it's very emotionally manipulative and it's very superficial it's not how anything works what I'm picturing you in the corner sipping your vodka <laughs> and cider god damn it which storyline do you want me to tell you? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's pointless me talking about it. Lindy West has done the perfect takedown of this film in, I think, Jezebel. Yeah. She wrote it in. And everything that I think about this film, she has said a hundred times more eloquently and she's eviscerated it. So just Google that. It's Everything is done. I'm always and happy to hear on. more, though. I mean, honestly... <laughs> It's a film that opens with... It uses the, the 9-11 attack at the beginning, doesn't it? It's, I'm sure it says something like, oh, love is all around us. When uh, people were calling home from the plane that crashed into the Twin Towers, no-one was sending <laughs> messages of hate. And you're like, well, they probably <gasps> oh, weren't. If gosh. they had enough credit and time, they'd probably mention that, by the way, these fucking bastards are flying us into a tower. I hate them. Yeah. 
yeah. Like, you can't like, open a film like that. And also, they were probably ringing each other to be really racist about who they thought it was as well. <laughs> they just didn't show that in the yeah. <laughs> beginning of Love, actually. I just, I just yeah. And again, that's uh, become it's become this like Christmas feel good film now, and it's. Dreadful. Yeah, I I just can't relate, and it's one of those things that makes me feel like an alien. It's like the Spice Girls all over again. Mm. I think there's some very confusing messages in it as well. Like there's the sort of Kira Knightley character. You know, there's a, so the story where a man's really mean to his best friend's fiance or wife. Yeah, because, who has no lines. Yeah, and he and it turns out he's mean to her because he loves her. Which, like, you're not 12, mate. Like, just be happy. <laughs> and we've all been in a yeah. situation where, we, you know, we fancy, like, a friend's partner or something. But, like, the answer isn't to go and secretly tell her when your friend is in the other room and pretend it's... Car- like, that's just twisted. What, do you, what are you going to achieve? What, at best, yeah. like, what, you, you're going to break him up and then and then she's all yours because you're such a good friend? Like, <laughs> yeah. What? It's it's messed up. The women get no lines. I mean, the only thing I would say is, at least that scene is fun in parodies. <laughs> I mean, but like everything else, it's yeah. The women like no one gets any lines. It's not how anything works. It's insane. Mm, good, good choice. Well, I think I've, I've shown my feelings, but it's not my choice. Um, <laughs> Taylor, what's your what's your film choice? Um, mine is What Women Want, starring Mel mm. Gibson and Helen Hunt. And I've only seen it once, and it was way back whenever that film was made. What did so... they want, Taylor? Was it the heating turned up? <laughs> well, Katie, this is this is the thing in the film: is how on earth could a man possibly know what a woman wants unless he can read her mind? There's no other way. Oh, man. So it wasn't equal pay. It wasn't of anything. Finding out. There's no way it's to be as good in bed as he is when he can read her mind. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, and this is before all the Mel Gibson stuff unraveled. Right. Like it's, it's before anti-Semitic Mel, he was still a delight <laughs> at this time, but it's such a celebration of like toxic masculinity. Oh, okay. And when it pretends that it's going to take that apart, it really doesn't. Right. And it's, um, you know, they both work in marketing, too, and there's this sort of glorification of that whole world. Ugh. Like, everything about it is is wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. And you're, j- I just, I love Helen Hunt, too, so I'm just screaming at her character, like, don't do it, man! Like, <laughs> all the supernatural stuff aside, <laughs> still don't go with it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Not a fan. Not a fan. Isn't it sort of like he gradually because he can read women's minds and he sort of uses it to gradually seduce her or something as well yeah right? yeah so there's this whole so coercive control yeah and there's so many films with that there's another richard curtis film like that actually where it's like it's adorable this this man has power to gaslight a woman in an entirely new way because he's got a supernatural <laughs> yeah. power um yeah it's it's bad and it's not funny that's the other thing like i would forgive anything if it it's was yeah lines. if it was well written and really funny but it's like the humor is like helen hunt saying in her mind like oh 
oh no, I just looked at his penis. And then Mel Gibson goes, ha ha, and like pulls his trousers up to accentuate his dick. And I'm like, oh no, really? Humor. Like that's what we're working with. And it, oh man. Wow. Man. Wow. Man, Mel Gibson loves himself. I've never looked at a man's kind of crotch in trousers and thought, oh, I've looked at his dick. I thought, oh, I've looked at his trousers. Like, that seems like a weird thing yeah. to think anyway. Yeah. Just think, oh, that guy's got a packet of polos. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You wouldn't even, like, even if you were doing that, would you articulate it in exactly those words? Like, oh, I've looked at his penis. Like, I don't yeah. think all the men are going, oh, she's caught me staring at her breasts. <laughs> I need to check back and see if the screenplay was written by a woman in the first place. Maybe it was. But it's just problematic anyway, because obviously... As in any film where, like, suddenly you have this supernatural power, then they have to showcase it. So he goes out and he's overwhelmed by all these thoughts. But the thoughts are like a woman is jogging. She's like, right, I had a muffin and that was 150 calories. And then I had it. Like, it's just the most, um, yeah, mundane, cliche, reductive bullshit. Yeah, no, you know, one of the things that was on my dick list at the beginning, which I also didn't put on the island, was male writers that use phrases like attractive but doesn't know it. (laughs) And it's like that kind of writing, it sounds like. Yeah. It's it like was, male fantasy, what women are. It women, was women, by what are they like? One man and two women. Okay. Mm. But you know what? They, they could have been tampered with. That doesn't mean they got their voices heard. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's no bar. But um, also, they probably whacked them on because they had to. If they're like, we're going to have to get some of yeah. these on the credit list. <laughs> <laughs> who do you know who doesn't mind <laughs> doing what Everyone we say? Everyone who wants to work yeah. in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. It sounds like an absolute... Co- I have seen it a long time ago, but, I mean, yeah, I don't think... I'm not, I'm not going to revisit it. Yeah. We don't need to. Taylor's described it perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Well, in the whole sequence when he, like, gets the ability, he's testing out female products, which, you know, he's supposed to be this Don Draper character, right? Like, that's kind of what it is. Oh, God, is it? Yeah, because he works in marketing and he's like, oh, I have to test out this lipstick. So it's a hilarious sequence where this very manly man is putting on tights and he shaves his leg. That's so funny. And then the hairdryer falls in the water and he gets shocked but doesn't die he can just read women's minds because that's what it takes <laughs> is that how it happens? yeah it's like oh you almost remember... got electrocuted so instead of death oh man we're just we're in his coma fantasy <laughs> <It's very> <laughs> <much> <laughs> that would be a good ending yeah, would. Uh, the idea of this like, marketing guy who's like desperately has to try out everything to make sure he knows how it works like that's how anything would work it's like yeah that feels that does feel like something Richard Curtis would do. absolutely I mean, what if he was a vet or something and he's like I've got to try out all these like cow medicines just to, like, it doesn't work <laughs> Yeah, I, I better inject some cow horn. Yeah. Would you mind shoving your arm right up my ass? Because um, I just really I need, need to know what that feels like to be a bear. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And Hannah, what would be your film choice? My film choice was a film called Kill Chain, and I'll tell you for why. It's advertised <laughs> as a Nick Cage movie, um, and since isolation has started, me and my friends have been doing a thing called The Isolation Cage, which is where we watch a Nick Cage film together at the same time. And That's fun. It is, I mean, it's so fun because he always delivers on being Nick Cage. I mean, it's it's an incredible experience. But this movie, he was in it at the very beginning for about five 
five minutes um, and then he just disappears from the movie he is on the poster oh, but he just wow. goes and he comes back I think it's 55 minutes I mean we abandoned it because we we're like this isn't a Nick Cage movie um, so it's any film that sells itself on the star and the star isn't in it Ooh, mm. so that would be yesterday. Kate McKinnon was in it for five minutes. Yeah, when they really push someone that's sort of famous, and you sometimes see it with sort of like smaller indie movies that were made years ago when someone suddenly got famous. It's like Suits uh. doesn't star Meghan Markle, but ah. Meghan Markle is now Meghan Markle, so they're like, oh, look, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that, it's just a dishonesty. Mm. Okay, the cynical dishonesty of selling films. That's not like Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) What is it called again? Kill Chain. I think it's just like a chain of assassins, like a kind of like um, a post-it forward letter, but it's... It's just like an assassin assassin film. Chain. Yeah. It probably never existed as a phrase before this film, does it? It's like, we need something snappy, yeah. like uh, Death List. No, we've had that sort of thing. Uh, uh, kill box, kill ch- kill rope, kill chain, kill chain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if it's just one of those things where it just tests really badly. Because they do that, don't they? Where they, like, they make a film and then test it with audiences and then change it based on what a group of people in a room think. Like cats with the buttholes. Did they used to have buttholes? Yeah, in the musical, um, apparently, the, the new Cats movie, they t- tested it and then um, they were like, you have to take the buttholes out or put them in. I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was something about having to, like, change... Change some buttholes. Some stuff about... I'd love it yeah. if it was having to put them in. A whole <laughs> audience just went, where's the buttholes? Put them in. <laughs> we don't believe a word of this. This is a real yeah. cat. Where's the butts? <laughs> I want to see more butts. This is not believable um, without the buttholes. Yeah, I mean, what are, what are you taking me for? Like, I mean, yeah, okay, they walk on two legs. I'm fine with that, but where's the ass? <laughs> How do they poo? Oh. I'm too distracted. I can't listen to them sing now. <laughs> Unless it's a song about where the fuck their buttholes are. Yeah. <laughs> Memory. So that's what magical Mr. Mistopheles has been up to. like the corner of my butthole (laughs) so which film we're gonna do we all have such great films i feel like such a cop-out but i'm having such a lovely time let's put all of the films on i'm a podcast host not a judge i mean let's (laughs) (laughs) and that means if hannah do you like love actually well i do you know what i don't mind it i don't hate it quite as much as everyone else hates it because i i feel like then actually there's a film that you enjoy on the island (laughs) i get it would be fine by me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't not let it go on the island, so, but, you know, you just you just get a little treat. Okay. <laughs> cool. Positive Hannah gets a positive treat. Yeah. There you go. It all yeah. works out in the end. <laughs> now, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? So I said fly. Mm-hmm. That's a dick. That is a dick. I mean, I don't even need to expand no. on that. <laughs> Nobody likes them. <laughs> and uh, Taylor, what would yours be? Well, again, I think I read this one wrong, and I thought it had to be a pet, like a common pet, the biggest mm. dick. And I chose a goldfish just because the last thing I want on an island is a bowl of water with a fish in it that I have to feed <laughs> every day. That, I would just be like, you dick. I would just name it Dick. Dick the goldfish. You could eat it though. 
Yeah. I don't so know. Can I just say, Katie, what I did there, I got so excited about hearing everyone's choices, I forgot that we were all going to elaborate on each, so I just thought in my head, I just went, let's hear everyone's all at once. And then <laughs> Why on earth do you not like the... flies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there, there really is no more to be said. They're annoying, they lay eggs in raw meat and poo and food. Mm. Fair enough. I mean... <laughs> They buzz. You know, it would only buzz around you and not Gwyneth as well. Like, here's another Gwyneth example. <laughs> like, they would all buzz around me and she'd be like, see, it's because you eat processed yeah. food. They've done a test and it's actually based on your aura. Yes. Well, my aura would attract a lot of flies, I think. <laughs> Have you guys read The Wasp Factory? Yes. Um, so the, that bit in there where, like, a fly has laid eggs in, well, uh, to start with, a rabbit. And then, like, this, the maggots are in the rabbit and then like nobody looks after this rabbit so it's kind of like essentially a working rabbit but it's got fly and it kind of eats this whole rabbit from the inside i don't even know if that's possible but then it in and then it happens in someone's brain they've got like a brain injury and there's flies have laid eggs is it a romantic comedy or is it (laughs) (laughs) it's a really dark ian banks book Mm. right um and i just remember being i read it when i was like 19 and i remember being really freaked out by the flies and now, like, if anyone ever has an open wound, I'm like, oh, my God, a fly could lay its eggs in the wound and then there'll be maggots in, like, my cat or something. I think, you know, it's probably the best example of, you know, pretty much all animals when they're young are cute, except for flies, which are even worse, <laughs> I think. Very yeah. True, very true. Although, you know, on the other hand, maggots are useful because they will eat, like, um, mm. what's it called when flesh is bad bacteria being flesh yeah like if you um if you have a cut and you've got gangrene you can put maggots on it and they'll eat the gangrene but i mean leeches are useful in a way aren't they for yeah (laughs) but i mean god i've had leeches on me and it's one of the worst moments of my entire life why did you have leeches on you oh because i'm i'm an unbearable man i was on a gap year in india in the jungle and there was leeches and you get what you know basically i absolutely deserved it basically yeah they're just everywhere in this jungle and and god went you little twat thinking you're gonna find yourself here you go leech attack and um and they're like fast maggots that stick (sighs) on you and they're just like oh god but i suppose but they don't grow into anything else. I was going to say at least, I mean, their their young looks like them. So it's not like, I don't know, because a fly is bad twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. it's the wasp factory freaked me out about flies, but I mm. don't like them anyway. They're not hygienic. No, no, very bad things. And sorry, I'm going all over the place here. I'm just overexcited. I've been having a lovely time. Um, Great. <laughs> um, Taylor, goldfish we were going to. I mean, they are, they're, they're crap. They're I- crap. I'm willing to defer to the fly and the... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Tanners. Oh, well, I mean, I, I wrote down moth because, like, mm. I get I, like, I get a butterfly, fine, but the moth is kind of like a 70s butterfly, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's just all brown and, like, horrible big body and, and always attracted to, like, lights and always kind of, I don't know, it always just appears in a room and even if I haven't had the windows open, like, there'll be one in here somewhere. Um... And I, d- I don't normally get freaked out by animals, but a moth, if it comes close to my face, that's it. Ow. I'm gone. Um, so a horrible, horrible huh. moth. Genuinely, that's worse than a fly to you. 
Yeah, flies right. I mean, wow. sure, they'll, wow. they'll, you know, lay eggs in my wounds and they'll be God, between love yeah. actually and loving flies, I feel like I don't even know you, Hannah. <laughs> this has been... <laughs> But you know, like they don't, they sort of, they may burrow into your brain, the, the you know, the, the maggots and the fly. But I mean, they're not making holes in your lovely cashmere jumpers, are they? I mean, That's and, that, and a moth will do that. I've Very had, well, I keep getting moths in this flat, and they're like not big ones that hang by the lights. They're these little ones that eat my clothes. And then I'll go to work, and people think I've been smoking hash, and I've got hot rocks. <laughs> and I try and expect, <laughs> yes, and no one believes look like you. Hot rocks. And everyone goes. Oh right, what have you got? And I go, no, no, it's moths, and I just sound like this really guilty fourteen-year-old. <laughs> no, no, it's moths. I swear, sir. Um, yes. And um, and I keep seeing them, and I kill them, and then my son, you know, I don't like. I told him off for stamping on an ant the other day, so I was like, and then but he sees me like killing these moths, and I have yeah. to pretend, oh no, I didn't kill it. I just uh, I just brushed it away, and he's like, why did it leave a mark? I'm like, oh, I didn't, didn't didn't wipe its feet or something stupid because they're dusty, aren't they? They just like, turn I into fiber. Is it so freaky? They're just made of what they eat, which is what Gwyneth yeah. says too. <laughs> <laughs> See, they seem innocent enough, <laughs> but I think they're thugs. They they eat all your stuff. They just vandalise yeah. all your shit for no reason. Because also, what nutritional value are they getting from a jumper? They can't be anything. It's a good question. Hmm. And then and then they go out raving like they just stand right next to the light bulb, That's headbutting true. a light bulb, which is like they're like these weird sort of skinheads. <laughs> Yeah, just they're sort of... so stoned. They think it's the sun. Come yeah. on. <laughs> and 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 in nature, what are you trying to get to? The moon or the sun? Because you're never going to. Ma- it's a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. So yeah. just wake up. Just sort it out. It's, it, I really hate these moths. Weirdly, you've wow. you've taught me round. I kind of think like, oh my god, they are striving for something better. Good for them. <laughs> so no moths. Moths are not wow. on the island anymore. Oh, wow. I love them. I'm gonna open my window right oh, now. Man. Oh man, I Come thought moths in. were gonna win, and you've attracted moths. Okay, Taylor. <laughs> it's down to goldfish. Oh, it's gotta be flies. Come on. It's gotta be flies. Come on. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh man, this island's actually. Gonna really suck with flies. <laughs> we were doing all right with the triple movie score, but now all, all pissed on. Uh, what do we call the cocktail? Oh, the purge. The purge, of course. You're all pissed yeah. off the purge. We won't notice the flies laying their eggs. We can't let any of our. We won't touch Gwyneth because there's nothing to eat on her. Yeah, she'll we be can't fine. let any of our mm. listeners know about the purge because you know some of them will make it. <laughs> and drink it and like make a video and we'll be like we're not liable for your choices <laughs> i was gonna say maybe it'll be like one of those with nell and i style drinking games where every time you say one thing they have to do a shot of the purge when they're listening or something yes it's, i mean I we're just... not encouraging that but yes <laughs> <laughs> i i can't see anyone to like i know it'd be like really funny and ironic but i genuinely it's just such a terrible idea for a drink or is it like one of those mystery cocktails where the strange combination of all those things, you're like, oh my gosh, it tastes like a coconut Coffee cake. And malt wine and cider and vodka. <laughs> I mean, just coffee and mulled wine, we, even without the cider and vodka, is such a mm. bad idea. Mm. 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 Very true. 
Well, it just goes to show what a great job you've all done by picking these horrendous things to be stuck on an island with. So it is yeah. to your credit that you're uh, collectively disgusted at your own ideas. So well done. <laughs> Bravo. And thank you very much for coming on Desert Island. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, and obviously we can all listen to your podcast. Yes. Um, is there anywhere else we should be finding out more about you or, or where can we see hear more of you? Well, we're on all the normal places, aren't we? On all the iTunes and the Acasts and whatnot. Um, and we're www.drunkwomensolvingcrime.com is our website. And we're on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod. And we're on Instagram, Drunk Women Solving Crime. And we're on Facebook, Drunk Women Solving Crime. So we're, we're everywhere. And also, <laughs> during, during lockdown, because of all our live shows are cancelled, we sometimes do live Insta. <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. A quiz. Good. Um, but yeah. Lovely. So there's lots... Um, I can't even speak. I don't know what it is. But I'm excited about all these... Finding out more about all of you on all these places. So, great. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. I'm probably going to edit this little bit out. But <laughs> 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 thank yeah, you thank very you for much for coming us. on. This has been fun. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Hooray! Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>